Johnson, founder and CEO of Biscalers and the Biscalers Club. And today I want to talk to you about why most referral systems don't work. Why most referral systems don't work. Do you ever get frustrated that you're not getting as many referrals from your customers as you would like? Do you ever get frustrated that the word of mouth on the street just isn't generating as many leads as you'd like? Or that the referrals that you're getting just aren't really qualified leads? Well, if any of those are true, I think you're really going to enjoy this week's training because what I want to do is unpack for you what the five most common mistakes that I observe in companies when they're asking for referrals are and then how do we fix them. And by the way, if you'd like to go deeper on this, make sure you check out the Biscalers Club at scalingclub.com, scalingclub.com. So here we go. Here are five radically important, big, major mistakes that in general most businesses make when they're dealing with referrals. So number one. The first mistake is that they don't actually create a real system, an intentional system for referrals. They don't create an intentional referral system. What I mean by that is that in general, most of the businesses that I'm aware of, usually they ask for referrals on an ad hoc basis. In other words, when it occurs to them, maybe they just had a great experience and they think, hey, we should, I should ask for a referral. Or maybe they don't have a lot of leads, they're brainstorming and they're thinking, hey, we need to get some more leads, what should we do? Hey, we ought to ask for some referrals. But they don't ask on a consistent basis. And a system, by definition, is something that is done 100% of the time. So on a consistent basis, 100% of the time, we ask for referrals this way at this juncture. So it might be on day you know, 45, or it might be on the third contact, or it might be at the point of sale. And this is who asks, and this is how they ask, et cetera. And they create an intentional system. So if right now your, quote, referral system isn't intentional, it's ad hoc, that's the thing you need to fix. So that 100% of the time, not 62% of the time, not 44% of the time, but 100% of the time, your people ask at this juncture, and this is the way that they ask, and this is how they're going to follow up, et cetera. So that's a real system. If it's not a system, that's where you need to start, because that is usually the biggest mistake. The second one is that they're usually not in consistent contact with their customers or past customers. And this happens all the time uh, because, in general, you know, People don't follow up. Just think through in your own experience over the last year, how many companies have you bought from that have actually followed up with you post-purchase? Probably not that many. And how many of you followed up more than once? Very few. So if you were to follow up more frequently, you'd probably get more referrals. On the other hand, because people haven't followed up with you, if they were to ask you now, you know, would you give us a referral? Chances are the answer would be no, because they haven't done anything over the past year to stay in contact, to build the relationship, to add value to you. But if they did, you'd be more inclined to want to give them a referral. So what I would encourage you to do is to go back and think, how can we more consistently stay in front of our customers and past customers and add value to them? And if you do, when you do ask, it'll be an easier ask and you'll get more referrals. I had one client a couple years ago who was in uh, the real estate industry and he was getting fewer referrals than other people in his industry. So I said to him, well, what's your referral system? And he said, well, I don't have one. I said, well, let's start there. And uh, I said, you know, you've got a lot of customers over the last five years. Why don't you pick, you know, 10 of them that you'd like to start with? And it took him about two months to be able to get up the nerve to actually go back to those past customers and ask them, you know, just to stay in contact with them. And intentionally in the system, I said, you're not going to ask for a referral until after the third contact. What happened, interestingly, was when he went to call these people up to apologize and just say, hey, I'm sorry that I haven't been in contact over the last you know, three years or four years or five years. 
And they all said, hey, no problem. You know, we loved you. You were great. I mean, it's just so good to hear from you. I mean, not one of the 10 was like, that's terrible. I can't believe you haven't stayed in contact. Like everyone was positive. And several of those people actually gave him referrals without him asking. So just stay in contact. And how do you, you know, stay in contact more frequently and make sure you're adding value. It'll actually help you be able to soar up your referrals. So if you got a system and you're staying in contact, both of those are going to help you solve this problem. The third major problem that I see consistently is that they use the wrong language. They use the wrong language. Now, back in my old pastoral days, I used to talk about language and I'd say, you know, using the right word at the right time makes a big difference. And the example I would use would say, let's say a husband comes home and he says to his wife, hey, honey, you're a looker. Or he says, honey, you're a sight. Now, looker and sight sound very similar, but you and I both know they lead to very different results. One's a happy evening. The other one is a night on the couch. Right. Similar words, very different results. Same thing happens with referrals. Typically, when most businesses ask for referrals, they usually say something like this. Is there anyone you know who you could refer us to? That requires a yes, no answer. And it requires somebody to have their database running through their brain and they can figure out a name that you know, might have been from two years ago. And it's just hard for most people to do. So the answer typically is uh, no. But if you were to use you know, similar language, but just adjust it a little bit and use especially the word brainstorm, it could change the whole experience. So for example, you were to say to a customer or client, uh, hey, I just wanted to see if we could take a moment to brainstorm a number of names of people that you know who would benefit from the service we provide similar to the benefit that you've received. Would that be okay with you? I've never had a no. My guess is you probably won't either because the opportunity to brainstorm that's not an offensive thing. I don't have to know all the names. I'm just saying, yes, I'm willing to brainstorm. And then you can begin to suggest names. And you can say, well, is there anybody that you can think of in your neighborhood? And then you, they go, no. And they say, is there anybody you think of from your church? Or if you know that they go to a synagogue or a mosque, you know, and they'll, they might go, yeah, actually, there's, uh, there are two people in our church, right? Okay, great. Uh, you know, they play golf. Is there anybody, you know, that you play golf with or at the, you know, country club that you can think of? And it gives you the opportunity to suggest several categories of people that you know that they would probably know. And then you're going to get a list of two, three, four, five names instead of a list of zero. So using the right language makes all the difference in the world. That's number three. Number four, the fourth mistake they make is they don't set the expectation early on. They don't set the expectation early on. One of the reasons why a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, and other business people have a hard time asking for referrals is because it feels kind of awkward. Like, uh, you know, I've been you know, working with this person for the last three months, six months, two years, et cetera, and I've never asked it. So if I ask, it's going to feel kind of awkward because it's not been part of our experience. If, on the other hand, you were set the expectation early on that you're going to ask for referrals, it's not weird at all. So if you were to say, you know, in the pre-purchase process to say something like, you know, one of our goals here is to deliver such a great result for you and, and such a remarkable experience that you're going to want to refer several people to us. So if I were to ask you, you know, later on uh, for referral, it would only be on the basis that you've been delighted with the experience and gotten the result. Would that be okay with you? And they'll all say, yeah, that's fine, right? Because if I'm going to get the result I want and I'm going to, you know, have a remarkable experience, why would I not want to give a referral? Later on then, when they get the result that, you know, you promised, and then you ask for referral, there's nothing weird about it at all. In fact, they'll usually say, hey, I've been waiting for you to ask because you know, that's what you said early on. So no awkwardness, very easy to do, and then just ask to brainstorm. That's number four. Number five, the fifth one is that in general, they don't qualify the re referral. They don't qualify the referral. Now, why is that? 
Because in general, most people who ask for referrals don't get any names. So when they do get a name, they're like, woohoo, I got a name. They're so excited that they forget that they're supposed to qualify for the referral. On the other hand, the better strategy is once you get a uh, you know, couple names, then you could go back and you just say, okay, let's go back through these names and I just want to check with you. Uh, let's see, the first person here was Angela. And I just want to know, why did you think of Angela when I asked you for a referral? What do you think would make us a good fit? Uh, you know, does Angela have the budgetary approval? Do you think she has uh, the resources to be able to provide, you know, uh, afford our services or something along those lines? So just ask a couple qualifying questions. And again, it's based on what you do. So for example, in the Biscalers Club, uh, we work with business owners and entrepreneurs who one of those qualifications, they like learning. So we would add into that question, so do you think that Bob really enjoys learning? And if they say no, then we know we're not going to follow up with them because we're an education company, right? So you figure out what your qualification questions are, make sure you ask them and you qualify the referral before you invest the time in that person. And if you can do that, along with the other four things, you can actually change your referral experience and get more referrals. So make sure you create a real intentional system. Make sure that you're staying in contact and adding value throughout the course of the year. Make sure you use the brainstorm word, use the right language. Make sure that you're setting the expectation early on and make sure that you're qualifying the referral. If you do all those things, you're probably going to fix a lot of the mistakes that most businesses make when it comes to the referral system. So hopefully you found that helpful. If you did, make sure to share this with some other business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, if you're watching by video, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you're watching this on a social platform, you know, hit the like button. If you're watch, listening to this by podcast, hit the subscribe button as well if you haven't already because my commitment to you week in and week out is to provide you actionable ideas that can help you grow and scale a great business. And if you haven't checked out the Biscalers Club yet, make sure you check it out at scalingclub.com, scalingclub.com. We'd love to help you grow and scale a great business. So until our next episode, to your accelerated success, Bruce out.